At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. Folks, welcome in. It is The Edge here on this Tuesday, July 26th. We've got a good show on tap for you today. The Edge Top 40 rolls on. We continue to unveil teams. We've got two more to unveil today. SEC and ACC are the conferences in which we uh, journey to today. And, of course, coming up in 30 minutes, great guest, Brian Edwards, college football handicapper, college sports handicapper, will be with us. Vegas insider. Brian, of course, a fantastic handicapper of many, many hats. Matt Humans is here. As he usually is, mm-hmm. a man that I trust, somebody that I, you know what? When they started the edge, I had plenty of opportunity, man. I had many partners to choose from. You had options. I had options. Yeah, but I chose you. I had options too, <laughs> uh, but you were the best one by far. Nice. All right. I Not like to it. say that you're going to be here next year, oh. but you're here now. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy, let's get to it today. Jerry Jones opens his uh, new news conference. Training camp is open now for all 32 teams, so it's officially football season. Right. Jerry Jones meets with the media today, and uh, he wants to make one thing clear. Mike McCarthy is his coach. He has options, but he's sticking with Big Mac. Okay, uh, let's look at the quote from uh, Jerry Jones. Uh, do you have it there, JVT? I got it in front of me. Okay. Jones started this press conference with, quote, I want to be real clear. He wouldn't be sitting here, he being Mike McCarthy, if I didn't believe he was the man to lead this team to a Super Bowl. End quote. No, 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 no. He actually rounded that quote out with, and I have choices. End quote. And, and he I does. have choices. <laughs> he does have choices. If you're the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, there could be plenty, plenty of people who want that job. Why he would say that, I have no idea. Jerry Jones is getting old, and uh, he's just, uh, 
I, I don't think choosing his words as carefully as well, he should. What's up? It's not even just the quote itself. This comes on the heels of less than a week ago, the report coming out that Sean Payton wanted three jobs, right? Yeah. Los Angeles, Miami, and Dallas. I mean, come on. He knows well, what he's doing. Well, Sean Payton has uh, been linked to the Cowboys job for right. quite a while. That's no surprise. Uh, if you believe all the background to the Tom Brady story and why he retired and is linked to the Dolphins, Sean Payton's plan was actually to be the coach of the Dolphins, and all that stuff blew up. Uh, I also believe that at this point, uh, the Cowboys are going to be number one on his list. And when things fall apart in Dallas this season, uh, Sean Payton's going to be the guy constantly rumored to be taking over the Cowboys, and I believe it's going to happen. I'll tell you a prediction right now. This is Mike McCarthy's last season as coach of the Cowboys, and Sean Payton's going to be the next coach in Dallas. Uh, I think there's a great chance that happens. Here's why. Cowboys' win total for this season is 10.5. I would play that under, yep. and uh, I would play the Cowboys to miss the playoffs as well. I don't think they're a better team than they were last season when they lost a home game in the playoffs. Also, the NFC East has gotten a little bit better. And the reason the Cowboys were so dominant, I think, in the uh, division last year is the rest of the division was in disarray. And that's not the case heading into 2022. My pick to win that division is the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the uh, Washington football team is better. And uh, the, the New York Giants have a much more competent coach, and I think they're headed in the right direction. The Cowboys are not going to have such an easy ride to win the division like they did a year ago. And if they don't win the division, what's Jerry Jones going to have to do? He's going to have to cut Mike McCarthy loose, and Sean Payton's going to have to come in and try to save the day. Cowboys right now at BetMGM plus 120 to win the division. Eagles at about 2-1. to one. Uh, Washington 5-1. to one, And the Giants plus 650. If you're going to bet division odds, shop around to as many different books as possible because just last night when I was surveying – uh, NFL odds for the Broncos in a few different books, I, I found dramatically different numbers. Right. Yep. Just right here in Vegas as compared to DraftKings as well. But I like the Eagles to win that division. I don't think the Cowboys are better than they were a year ago, but the rest of the division is better. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I talked about it on the Sunday show. We were I was looking at the NFC East, right? And I agree with everything across the board. They're going to be worse <clears throat> Excuse me, defensively. Their pass rush is worse than it was last year. Mm -hmm. The run defense, which was, depending on which metric you use, bottom half of the league is going to get a lot worse this year. The wide receiving core has no more depth like it did last season. And I agree with everything. I even think, too, and we'll talk more about it a little bit later, I think the Giants are a viable candidate to go over their win total this year, too. So when you look at all of this put together, I, I completely agree that I think like 9 and 8 is going to win this, maybe 10 and 7 in terms of this division. Yeah. But regardless, even if they go, Matt, 10 and 7 and somehow win, I shouldn't say somehow because they're a solid team. Even if they go 10 and 7 to win the division and then lose in the first round, that's still grounds for Jerry Jones. I think that would be enough to get rid of Mike McCarthy. Hey, if you can't win in the playoffs as a Cowboys coach, you're not going to last long. Right. And uh, I think this is a year that McCarthy's uh, finally going to uh, have his back to the wall and blindfolded, and uh, Jerry Jones is going to have no choice. 10 and 7 was good enough to win the AFC North last year, by the way. The Cincinnati, that's a, a really good division top to bottom, and the Bengals won that division. At ten to seven, at ten and seven, the Cowboys were twelve and five, but in the division they were six and zero. Mm -hmm. They are not going six and zero in the division this year. I guarantee that right now. <laughs> right. Uh, I think if the Cowboys are four and two in division play, they would have to be happy with that this year. Under ten and a half, I believe, is a pretty good bet on the Cowboys. And um, I don't think 
you know, betting on the Cowboys to miss the playoffs is a bad play because I really do like the Eagles. Um, and you and I talked about this two months two months ago. I think in May I was talking about the Eagles as a team who was going to win this division. I haven't changed my mind, and uh, I'm probably not going to change my mind. But there's a Cowboys schedule, by the way. They open the season at home against the Buccaneers. That was actually one of the better games the Cowboys played all of last season at Tampa Bay on opening night when Tom Brady had to mount a uh, really a last-minute drive for a field goal to win that game. But the Cowboys open against the Bucks and the Bengals at home, and uh, they got a couple of uh, road games. I think they're going to tell you a lot about this team in Week 5 and Week 6 when they play the Rams and the Eagles. It's not an extremely difficult schedule, but I think 10-7 and seven would be uh, a pretty good season for the Cowboys, all things considered. The back end of the schedule is, is not excruciating. Right. I do think the first eight weeks before the bye are going to tell us a lot about Dallas. Because I even think, too, when you're talking about you know, home games against Buccaneers and Bengals and then going on the road against the Giants, that has the potential to be one and two mm-hmm. in terms of those three weeks. Uh, road games, as you talked about, in weeks five and six. And the Lions are going to be better this year. Right, I think a lot of people still look at this Lions team and circle them as a, you know, a, hey, that's a win on the schedule. I don't think so. They were the best ATS team in the league last year in the regular season. Right, they're going to be a little bit better. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in what the record is going to be for Dallas when we reach Week Nine and what they're in their bye week. Uh, it's going to be five and three or four and four. Right, and then they go to Green Bay in Week Ten and they probably lose to, to the back. Packers. Yep, and a uh, good chance to lose to the Vikings in Week Eleven. They were revenge spot. Unless Kirk Cousins <laughs> coughs it up like he did last year right. when Dak, Dak Prescott was injured, did not play in that game. This is what I'm going to say. 10-7 and seven is the best the Cowboys are going to do this year. And uh, they're not going to win in the playoffs. Mike McCarthy's done, and Sean Payton's going to be the next coach. Uh, we are in agreement there. Sean Payton. Can't wait to see him on the sideline again for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. With that, it's we It's an odd on. way to open training camp, too. If you're it's, Dallas, is, you're, you went to the playoffs last year, and you're opening camp with your owner sitting there defending the coach. This is my guy. Yep. But it's always some sort of drama in Dallas. It's a soap opera, ongoing soap opera. And it's self-inflicted. Like That's yeah. the other part about yeah. this. We wouldn't be talking about this at all if he just ends the quote with, this is my guy. <laughs> but instead, he has to throw in, I have options. Uh, all right, with that, we move on. Now, interesting market that we have discussed uh, previously, and that was when Station Casinos, Chuck Esposito, uh, opened up this market relatively early in the offseason. Mm-hmm. That would be NFL's uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, I think there's a lot of options, and if you look, there's a common theme among the top options for uh, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. A lot of wide receivers dot the board at the top. Now, Kenny Pickett is the favorite to win the award. This is at DraftKings at 5-1. to one. How about this? So I talked about this market as well on Sunday. This is interesting. Uh, one uh, column, I think it's Mark Madden out of Pittsburgh, in his column just a couple of days ago, Matt, called the quarterback competition in Pittsburgh a sham that Kenny Pickett is not only not in the competition, but that throughout the entire regular season he will be the third guy and not active on game days. Mm-hmm. And yet he's the favorite to win the award. You kind of understand it because well, he's the first-round quarterback. That's why I love betting pools like this, right. odds boards like this, because you have a false favorite. Yep. And that gives you a lot of, uh, I think – odds value on the other guys in the pool. I've said all along, Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers unless he gets injured in camp or just stinks it up completely. Kenny Pickett is not uh, what Mike Tomlin wants to do in week one. He doesn't want to start a rookie in week one. Tomlin's never had a losing season. Uh, He's not ready to throw a rookie in there as a starter in week one, and that's why I think Kenny Pickett, again, is a false favorite in the offensive rookie of the year odds. You could really go deep in this pool, and I think uh, maybe find a long shot, viable long shot that uh, would have a chance to win this award too. So, and up I would, here on the sorry, up here on the yeah. screen, we've got eight players listed. But JVT, you could go 
20 players deep in this thing with guys who have a shot to win it, maybe more than 20. So, like, I went with some, like, some mid-range shots, right? Like, we've talked about Sky Moore, I think, is a very viable option to win this award. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs rookie wide receiver who, uh, if you look at it from a physical standpoint, actually matches up really well with Tyreek Hill, but they need help at wide receiver. No um, question. Right? If I you think will- Sky Moore is a great option. If he can find 11-1, to 1, even if, see if he can find better then eleven to one on him. So stations had fourteen to one. They had the best number. They adjusted him. He's now down to nine to one. Okay. Um, but he's eleven to one in multiple spots. How about Christian Watson? I think you're in lockstep with me here. That's my uh, guy. Yep, six foot five, uh, sub four four forty, working with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Multiple depth charts have him as a starter already. Like Sky Moore is at least buried on the depth chart with like some room to move up. Watson's going to be a dude who has the reps right there yeah. for him once the season begins. Christian Watson, Alave as well, because I believe in Jameis Winston to a certain extent that he's going to get the numbers. And here was my argument for Alave too. Even if you think that Winston's a turnover machine and gonna, he's going to sling the ball. And Olave's going to be there. We saw that Michael Thomas started the year on the pup list, so that's something troublesome. We haven't seen him since 2020. Sure. So those are my top three options. And how about this? You want a, uh, uh, a wild card deeper down the board. Rashad White, running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Leonard Fournette shows up to camp fat and out yeah. of shape. He can do multiple things out of the backfield. And I think Tom Brady likes running backs who can probably do a lot of stuff out of the backfield. What odds do you have on Rashad White right 40 now? 40 to 1. See, that, that's the type of play you have to look for and something like this where uh, – Kenny Pickett shouldn't be the favorite. No. Rashad White, if you know college football, you know how talented he is as running back. And the Buccaneers, if they turn to him as their featured back, he's got a great shot to win that award. So it's a pretty good bet. I think Sky Moore and Rashad White are two guys you have to focus on if right now at this point if you're looking at offensive rookie of the year. All right, we take our break. When we come back, we continue with the Edge Top 40 with two more teams to unveil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. 
Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, the VSIN football betting guides are coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team. With advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and more. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VSEN all access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at vsen.com slash subscribe. And there is the cover of the 2022 college football betting guide out this week Alabama Crimson Tide. I think it's going to be out Thursday. Yeah, if we're on schedule, man, I can't wait. Can't I know I get wait. to, I know I get to read it and everything like that behind the scenes, but it's so much cooler when you actually get to see it all put together. You know, crew does a great job in terms of the aesthetics. I can't wait to talk about number thirty-one in the Edge College Football Preseason Top. 40. Really excited, huh? Yep. Let's get to it. So we have unveiled. We're getting up to number thirty here today, but we begin in the SEC, where Billy Napier and the Florida Gators check in at number thirty-one. You got 13 guys coming back, both sides of the ball together. Uh, six on offense, seven on defense. Anthony Richardson, of course, sophomore quarterback, is uh, a key returnee. He has his quarterback pretty much, if you look at, as you mentioned, Matt, across the board with all of these teams that we've unveiled up to this point, all very important is the quarterback position and all have serviceable options. Richardson's one of them for, Al- uh, excuse me, for Florida. Key games, as you mentioned, Kentucky September 10th at home and a home game against LSU October 15th. What do you make of the Gators? Win total is seven, shaded to the over at minus 125. A conference win total of four and a half shitted to the under at minus 145. Well, I think we'll expand on this a little bit more when Brian Edwards joins us in about 15 minutes because Edwards is uh, an expert on the SEC, and he's a Florida guy, and uh, he knows a little bit more about this team than we do, obviously. But the Billy Napier hire is an interesting one to me because I think you know Napier did a, a great job. It was previous stop in Louisiana. but Top 25 team. If you watch the games, he is he short circuits sometimes when it's a critical point in the game, and he's got to make big game management decisions. Did he have a meltdown against App State or something? He's had a few meltdowns. He's had, he's made some mistakes. He's had meltdowns, and if you do that in the SEC, it's going to be very costly. And he obviously hasn't coached in a, in a program with this type of pressure on him. Uh, before him, Florida fans want to rent win right now. They're not going to be patient if they've got a guy on the sideline who's making mistakes and costing them games. If you think about 
you know, the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson is the, um, the focus of my column this week in Point Spread Weekly. Think about how bad the Broncos were the past JVT, the past five years mm-hmm. in uh, game management decisions when you're talking about Vance Joseph and Vic Fangio. Those coaches cost the Broncos games. Billy Napier can't make those same kinds of mistakes to cost the Gators games or he's not going to be long for this job. But I think with Anthony Richardson, you start off with a really talented quarterback who's going to give you a great shot to compete in this league. And uh, Florida's got some big games early in the schedule that um, are going to tell us something about this team as well. Yep. And I think it starts to – you mentioned Richardson, 6'4", 237. It uh, looks like he's, uh, I think, going to be a pretty pretty darn good quarterback he eventually in the right be a, system. a right? Heisman Trophy candidate. Yep. And Maybe not this year, but uh, next year for sure. But uh, that September 3rd opener against Utah, I think, is uh, awesome. It is fascinating because Utah is uh, my pick to win the Pac 12. I think becoming the favorite to win the Pac 12 in some betting markets. And uh, not often do you start on the road a true road game yep. uh, like this when you're the favorite to win a Power, pop, power Five conference. Utah in the swamp on September 3rd. Right now, DraftKings Utah is a two-point favorite at Florida. So the schedule, I think, and I get your thoughts, it is somewhat manageable. The road spots for you in conference, the ones that you highlight, of course, at Tennessee, at Texas A&M, it's going to be relatively tough. You'd have to play host to Georgia. Uh, but when you look around at this schedule, Matt, when you're talking about home games against Missouri, South Carolina, you do have to finish three out of the four on the road, but at Vanderbilt, at Florida State to end out the season, this is a schedule that I think does present some opportunities for them to win quite a few games. Now, betting this team... Over their win total, not entirely sure. I think they're floating around seven or eight wins. When you look at this as a whole, I think eight or more wins. A lot of things got to go right for you. But regardless, this is a schedule that gives you opportunity to get up there and above 500. I think it's a pretty good schedule right? built for Billy Napier to get to at least seven wins. We'll see what Brian Edwards thinks of the uh, Gators' win total. But don't forget the Gators had Alabama backed up into a corner That's last a year in the swamp and uh, let the tie it off the hook in that game. So those uh, – those home games in October against uh, LSU and Georgia are going to be huge for this Florida team. And, um, you know, if they can find a way to knock off – well, I shouldn't have said that. That's not a home game against Georgia. That's in Jacksonville, Well, yeah, obviously. Right, correct. Yep. It's a neutral site game, but in the state of Florida. But those two games, uh, the, the, uh, the Gators have a bye before they play Georgia. If they can find a way to upset the Bulldogs – that would be monstrous for Billy Napier in his first year. But you've got to win that October 15th home game against Brian Kelly in his first year with the Tigers. And uh, I, I give Florida a decent chance to get to seven or eight wins. Uh, this is not one of the win totals that I put out as a best bet. But uh, like I said, Brian Edwards is going to have a stronger opinion than we do. I, I think Florida right now on paper is like a seven and five team. If things really break right, eight and four. All right. <clears throat> with that. You want to go to the next team? Yeah. Unveil that. All right, we'll go to our next team on the edge, top 40. We are into our top 30 now. And checking in at 30th, that would be the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Last year, of course, 11-3. and three. They get 13 guys back in total, seven on offense. The offense was spectacular last year. Sam Hartman at quarterback, of course, key games. Floor, or excuse me, Clemson at home on the road against a improved and better NC State team as well. So those will be contests to watch. Uh, but I think you're really intrigued by Wake Forest and Dave Clawson after last year, a very impressive year, and there's enough returning personnel that you could think at least offensively, Matt, they could probably reproduce some of the numbers that they put up last well, year. Well, Sam Hartman is a quarterback who uh, won a bunch of big games last yep. year and uh, should be one of the best quarterbacks in college football. So when you have a junior with that type of, type of experience, you have a chance to have a great season. 
30 might even be kind of low for Wake Forest. Uh, this is a team that went 11-3 and last season. I think on September 24th, when uh, Wake hosts Clemson, the Tigers are going to have to be on upset alert. Yeah. It's not going to stun me if Wake wins that game. It's a well-coached team with a veteran quarterback. And right now, I think you would say that Wake feels better about its quarterback situation than Clemson does. I, I, oh, I completely agree. We're going to talk yeah. about Clemson, obviously, much later in the edge top 40. But that's still a massive question to answer for Clemson. Yeah. Uh, and everything else looks great, but not at the quarterback position. And I would agree. I mean, look, when you have – we've talked about this, and this is the theme. Hartman, uh, third in the nation in terms of points responsible, threw for 4,228 yards, sixth most in ACC history. Like, there's certain moments in which he has struggled here a little bit. But regardless, this is an offense that sets him up for success, maximizes a quarterback skill set, and I think that's really good. And one of the key things about Wake Forest, when you look at some of the stats from last year, this is a really good team in terms of uh, turnovers, and this is a really great team in terms of tackles for loss. And if they can kind of recreate those numbers, sometimes those are a little volatile year to year, but if those continue to create and kind of stay along the same line, it's going to be a dangerous team in the ACC. Yeah, the defense has got to be better. Yep. That's, a, I think, in the second half of the season when uh, Wake hit that uh, little bit of a skid. What would Wake start out last year, 8 now? I think, uh, yeah, that was the case. Lost that, uh, I think lost that 50, test my memory here, 58 to 56 game at North Carolina. Was that the uh, – I left my Phil. I think you're right. I left my Phil Steele and Mark Lawrence books at home today. It was like a 58-56 game in North 58, Carolina. 58-55 okay. on the road against North Carolina. They were eight zero. Yeah, eight zero at that point, and then uh, the defense really started to, I think, break down a little bit in the second half of the season. I love this team from an offensive perspective, but the defense is better. Uh, you got to give Wake a decent chance to get over uh, that win total of eight and a half. But again, I'm not going to bet a Wake over eight and a half. You got you've got some uh, tough road games on that schedule as well that uh, I think you're going to define whether that happens. But it wouldn't stun me if uh, if uh, Wake Forest ends up as uh, an ACC champion this year. I think 30 might be a little bit low for this team. Yeah. Well, I had them 27th in my rankings. Um, and you're right, in, obviously, in terms of competing for the ACC. An ACC that's got some, like, I think, some intriguing depth, but for the most part, there's upward mobility for teams like Wake Forest, right? Sure. Not sure. We'll talk about Miami later in our poll. I just don't Not think sure Clemson about is as rock solid as it's been in uh, recent years. you got questions at the quarterback position for Clemson. And with Miami, yeah, there's a lot of talent there. I right. still have to see it to put believe. It, right, and you have a quarter, or excuse me, you have a head coach that doesn't exactly add wins at the margins, which would be Mario mm-hmm. Cristobal. Right. And I would say too, with Clemson, we don't really talk a lot about the impact of losing guys on the sideline. Brent Venables being gone, their linebackers being cleaned out. That's going to be something that might affect that team as you get into conference play. But sure. Uh, Wake Forest, of course, with a really good opportunity in front of a plus 950 to win the ACC Atlantic Division winner as well and an 18-1 to shot to win the ACC championship. And again, the other teams in front of them, Pitt, a little bit worse this year, right? NC State's intriguing, but I like this Wake Forest team. I think you're right. I think maybe even I was a little too low on them right outside the fringes of the top 25. Well, I think you and I are on the same page. I'm pretty sure Paul Stone, Adam Burke had NC State ranked pretty highly too. I mean, yeah. that's if, if you're – Penciling in an ACC championship game right now, I think you have to give NC State the most serious consideration outside of Clemson. Wake would be, uh, you know, a level below those two teams. And watch out for NC State as well. Yep, that oh. team looks like it could be great. It could. <laughs> it's going to be a. It's going to be a fun league this year. I think there, there seems to be a lot more parity in the league this year than it has been in years past. Uh, all right, with that. So again, our top two. Ter- t- excuse me, our two teams that we unveiled here today: number thirty-one, Florida, and number thirty, Wake Forest. Check in as we are into the top thirty-four, the Edge top forty preseason poll. Coming up next, Brian Edwards will join us. Get his thoughts on the ranking of Florida. 
I feel like he'll stay too high. He's got a couple of best bets for uh, week zero and week one as well. Ooh, can't wait to get to those. That's coming up next here on The Edge. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and older. Only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, let's get to Brian Edwards. Vegas insider, senior handicapper, and a uh, favorite guest of ours here on The Edge. College football is here, and Brian Edwards, it's his uh, favorite time of the year. Brian, I wanted to kick it off with uh, a game that I'm really interested in, and I know you are too. It's going to be in New Orleans in uh, early September. Brian Kelly is going to make his debut at LSU on a neutral field, but it's not exactly going to be a neutral field because it's in uh, the the Bengals' uh, backyard LSU, Florida State, you got a good number on this game. Right now, LSU's a field goal favorite. You bet this at Pickham. Why do you like LSU? Well, I, I think we've got three things going for us. Uh, we've got home field, or at least with the crowd. Uh, we've got the head coaching advantage, and we've got the quarterback advantage. You know, And it doesn't matter to me whether it's Miles Brennan or Jaden Daniels. I, I mean, Brennan's obviously been out for nearly two years, but those first three games, of 2020, he threw for more than 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. Um, now, obviously, he's been injured since then. Jaden Daniels had a rough season last year, but he was really good as freshman and sophomore uh, year, obviously a shortened uh, sophomore year. But Kelly hit the portal uh, really hard, uh, ranked third uh, in the nation by 24-7 sports. They got 15 transfers, uh, 10 out of the portal, a couple of you know guys in the secondary that started for Arkansas. The last couple of years, uh, some guys that were really highly recruited, like Noah Kane at running back. They get John Emery back, who was our leading rusher two years ago, who was in academically ineligible uh, last year. And, you know, LSU's got one of the best defensive lines in the country, ranked eighth uh, by Phil Steele in his national unit rankings, and they're ranked fifth at the receiver position. Keishon Butte, uh, one of the best in the country. So, uh, again, home field, head coaching, and quarterback advantages. I'll go with LSU as long as it's minus three or fewer. Yeah, you can find two and a half right here at the South Point. So, I like that play as well. And I like LSU over its season win total of uh, six and a half. But this game's going to be big for that win total as well. But LSU, less than a field goal favorite. Still a good bet against Florida State in the season opener. And the uh, opener of the Brian Kelly era at LSU. All right, uh, JVT, uh, he's got one more best bet on a team that you and I were just talking about, and LSU's coming up soon on our Edge College Football Preseason Top 40, a little bit of shadowing. NC State is uh, ranked higher than both of those teams. Yeah, let's talk about this, Brian. So uh, we get NC State, who we both think are going to be a pretty highly ranked team and rated team as you get into the regular season. They open their year against East Carolina. Numbers up to 10 with a total of 56, and you've got to play here on the favor, correct? Yeah, I like NC State, and I'm really bullish on the Wolfpack in general this year. I've got them eighth in my preseason uh, power rankings. They've got one of the best defenses in the country, 10 starters back. And uh, I'm not sure if that includes Peyton Wilson, 
who was first-team All-ACC and led the ACC in tackles in 2020 but had a season-ending injury uh, in Week 2 last year. Uh, Phil Steele's National Unit rankings have their linebackers second in the country, their secondary third in the country, their D-line uh, 19th, and, and we all know Devin Leary, uh, one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the country, monster season last year, a 35-5 TD INT ratio. Now, he, he did lose uh, his, his uh, top uh, receiver and, and a couple of really good running backs, but he's got uh, you know his next four top pass catchers uh, coming back. It's not a fade uh, against ECU, by the way, who I think is going to be pretty good. Uh, really good for their standards. Um, might even win seven or eight games, but I think over the course of 60 minutes, NC State will eventually uh, get some separation, pull away, and win by 14 to 17 points. All right, Brian Edwards got NC State number eight on his uh, power rankings, and uh, NC State is going to be on uh, right around the top ten on the edge mm-hmm. uh, preseason top 40. We've got a run on SEC teams, Brian, in our uh, top 40. We've had a couple – uh, yesterday and today, and we got some more coming up soon. Uh, number 32 yesterday was Auburn. Number 31 today is Florida. Before we jump to uh, Florida today, I want to get your thoughts on Auburn because it's really negative situation with Brian Harson entering his second year as uh, coach of the Tigers. Uh, what's your take on uh, the Tigers? You think they're headed in the wrong direction? Well, um, they've got a few things going for them, like. They could start 5-0. and Now, I mean, it would right. be a tough game against Penn State and LSU, but they're both at home. They don't have to travel until October 8th. Um, they've got a really good O-line, a really good D-line. Uh, Phil Steele's national unit rankings have their O-line ranked 10th. Uh, their D-line 9th. Got their linebackers number 21. They've got one of the best running backs in the country in Tank Bigsby. I just... Yeah, I don't really know about their quarterback play. I think it'll be Calzada over Finley, um, and we'll see. You know, Calzada had some rough games last year, but he was obviously brilliant against Alabama. Um, I've got Auburn ranked uh, 27th in my preseason power rankings, uh, but they've got a really tough schedule. Uh, I think 7-5 and five might be their ceiling, and I don't know if that'll be enough uh, for Harson. It'll probably depend on how they lose them. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah, Auburn number 32, and uh, you talk about Zach Calzada, transfer from Texas A&M, and T.J. Finley, a former LSU uh, transfer. So Auburn 32, and JBT, who's number 31? Brian Florida checks in at number 31 on our preseason uh, edge top 40 poll. So I'll ask you first off where you rate the Gators coming into this season and what you make of them on, uh, as humans and I were discussing, what seems to be a pretty favorable schedule that's got some opportunities for a solid season, about seven or eight wins. But what do you make of Florida checking in at number 31 on our poll? Well, I've got them 21, but I, I, I have super high expectations for Anthony Richardson. Um, I think he could be that, that SEC's uh, breakout player. He's got immense talent. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, getting more experience and more snaps, which he should have gotten last year. For whatever reason, Dan Mullen just wasn't ready to hand him uh, the keys to the offense. But um, it's, Florida doesn't have a lot of room for error this year. They're, they're really short on depth on the D-line. But, you know, I think they're one, if they can stay injury-free, which is obviously always a huge if, um, I think you could still have a pretty good year. Now, we're going to find out in September because they've got three tough games. Uh, you know, they could get off to a one and three start or a three and one start. 
Uh, I don't know that they'll sweep. You know, they're a two-and-a-half-point dog to Utah, a four-point favorite to Kentucky, a a four-and-a-half-point underdog at Tennessee. But uh, they're 16-1 and against Tennessee in the last 17 with 11 wins by double-digit margins. And uh, the one loss, they blew a 21-0 lead. Um, But Florida's defense, they got to be better on defense. The last two years, their defenses have just been atrocious, and uh, that's very unusual. And uh, they got to get that turned around. If they can do that, and Richardson has a big year and realizes his potential, I think Florida uh, could have a big season. We'll see. Yeah, Anthony Richardson looks like he's going to be a star. What about Billy Napier? Quick thoughts on him. Obviously, uh, he comes with uh, a great resume, but he has not coached under the type of pressure he's going to face at Florida yet. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Jeremy Foley messed up. He made three disastrous head coaching hires because he hired McIlwain, Muschamp, and Zook, who only had three (laughs) combined years of head coaching experience and all three in the Mountain West. So um, Now, Napier has been at some big programs, though, as an assistant. Um, I like him. Now, he's had a few left-miles type clock management decisions that I'll never understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else about him I, I like. I like what he's doing recruiting-wise. You know, um, I like his personality, et cetera. Uh, I just hope he can avoid the, the clock management uh, fumbles because uh, I'm not a big fan of those. All right, JVT, let's get to our number 30 team. Oh, 30th. That's right. We got 90 seconds left yeah. here for you, Brian. Uh, you make a what do you make a Wake Forest? We were kind of thinking that eh, maybe a little too low in our poll overall, but Demon Deacons have a lot coming back. Yeah, they're going to be great offensively. They're going to be terrible d- defensively, but they were that last year, and mm-hmm. they went 11 and three. I mean, Sam Hartman is probably going to break Riley Skinner's uh, career passing yards uh, record. He's just had an incredible career: 72 to 29 TDI and T ratio. He's got a great receiver core. A.T. Perry, one of the best in the country. Uh, Phil Phil's National Unit rankings had their wide receivers ranked 12th, their O-line 28th. I worry about their defense, but I've got them going 9-3, and three, and uh, the losses being uh, Clemson at home, uh, at Louisville, and at NC State. Brian, it's always good to talk to you, man. It's great that we're having you on regularly with college football here. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, all. Y'all have a great week. Vegas B. Edwards up on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter's a great place. Brian Edwards knows the SEC inside and out, very sharp on the ACC as well. So great to have him on because we got a run of SEC teams coming. We, we, yes, we're, we we're, do. We have a couple to talk about. Funny how that works, huh? Tum- when you poll people, yeah. when you poll everything. All right, uh, we'll take our break here. When we come back, uh, we have breaking news in the National Football League that is worth uh, talking about for a couple of minutes. We got win totals in the National Football League from me. We'll get Matt Ewan's thoughts on those and much more as we close out the edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands, Matt, that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at ZYN.com. A warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And how about this? Elvis Toast Patterson checks in on Twitter. says, Matt, listen to network. You can't beat Zen Cool Mint with a stick. Good stuff. Great show. Cool Mint, huh? Yeah. I haven't tried that. He's a six milli vanilli type of guy. A milligrams. What? Milligrams. Oh, okay. <laughs> milli vanilli. It's That's a, a it's social one. media yeah. reference, yeah. Uh, wintergreen and citrus, my two favorite flavors. Let's get to JVT's NFL win totals. Three I'm going to check in eventually here with the Cowboys under 10 and a half. Like but it. you have got... The Patriots under. Last year, you and I were driving the Patriots bandwagon here at VSIN. You couldn't go to Boston and find a more pro-Patriots show than this one last year. And we got the Patriots over the total last year. That's right, we did. But then they fell apart. The wheels fell off that bandwagon in December. It's all right. We milked that cow. Cow. Yeah, for everything it was worth. 
Bill Belichick said today, maybe we can get this clip, talking about Mac Jones. I watched it. And how he's dramatically improved from this point a year ago. It was such – But has the Patriots coaching staff improved? And how about the overall picture of the Patriots? I'm not nearly as optimistic as I was a year ago. How about and, you? And you shouldn't be. Under 8.5 for the New England Patriots. You can get it even money. Uh, some spots it's a small dog price like minus 105. Uh, but I don't think that this is going to be the year where they can win nine-plus games. And to me, Matt, it starts defensively. When you look at what they're bringing back defensively, a team that loves to run man coverage schemes like Bill Belichick does has, I shouldn't say nothing at corner, but they lose quite a bit at right. corner. And the guys that are on that roster rate pretty poorly no matter what grading system that you look at and use uh, for PFF standards, pretty low coverage grades for all these guys that are on this roster, right? J.C. Jackson's not there anymore. Uh, on, up front, when you talk about your two leading pass rushers being Matthew Judon, Christian Barmore, they're still there. Very good. All over 100 pressures between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Third leading pressure guy from last year, that was Kyle Van Noy. He's gone. And by the way, there's a massive gap between those two and Van Noy. Don't know where the pressure is going to come from outside of those two dudes that we just discussed. And then you look at the offense, and I really have questions about what this looks like. One, without a true coordinator, whoever it's going to be, whether it's Belichick calling the plays or Joe Judge or Matt Patricia. And also... Are any of those good options... In terms of uh, the offense. Not really sure. And maybe no. it's somebody else on the staff, right? Maybe it is. Let's say Joe Judge is calling the place for the offense. We know the defense is going to be okay, whether it's Belichick or Patricia Will. calling plays or whatever. It doesn't matter. The defense. Who's going to run this offense? Who's, will who's will Belichick be allow Joe Judge to run a quarterback sneak oh, in the on. shadow of their own goalpost on a, uh, on a third and then uh, – no, excuse me, a second and then a third down? <laughs> he can't be your offensive coordinator. And, so, they, and the Patriots don't have one right now. And I got to say, like, I believe in Mac Jones to an extent, but the wide receiving core is just not really that great. Sure. So to me, it's just everything put together. The schedule's pretty tough. Under eight and a half wins for the New England Patriots, especially if I'm getting it at a plus price, because I believe that that should be favored. So, Well, you make mistakes in the draft, and eventually those mistakes show up on the field. A few years ago, the Patriots drafted N. Keel Harry from Arizona State in the first round. Now in Chicago. Bay. They just gave him away <laughs> yep. for, what, a sixth-round draft pick. I think if that. Fifth yeah, round, yeah, something sixth in that round, range, yeah. somewhere around there. Uh, they basically just gave in Keel Harry away, a, a first-round draft pick three years ago. So Patriots have not drafted especially well, and uh, I don't think they've improved their coaching staff. So got some problems. Next up, Giants over seven. So we kind of alluded to this when we talked about the NFC East earlier. I kind of like everything the Giants are doing, at least in the direction that they're going. I'm a big, I'm a big Brian Dable fan. He was a big reason why Josh Allen made the steps that he did in that scheme. The play calling was phenomenal for them at times. I think you're going to see a step forward with Daniel Jones at quarterback because of what Dable's able to do with this offense. They have done pretty well. Andrew Thomas emerged last year along the offensive line. They used one of their first-round picks on, on another offensive lineman, plus getting Kayvon Thibodeau. If Thibodeau works out, they've got two really good interior defensive linemen already. And if Thibodeau's there, all of a sudden the defensive line becomes a really solid strength for them. Their schedule, if you rate strength of schedule by win total as opposed to previous year's records, the Giants have the easiest schedule in the National Football League. And yeah. in, in the NFC East where there's a lot of teams that are on the same level with one another, I think that this is a team that not only can win eight or nine games, I think they're a dangerous team to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to be dangerous in the postseason. When you're talking about grabbing a seventh seed and only needing nine, maybe ten wins, I think nine and eight will probably get you there. This is a team that's got some really solid. And look, I mean, look at the schedule to start the year. Titans, Panthers, Cowboys, Bears. There is a there is an opportunity there to start three and one for New York if everything goes right for them. And it's a manageable schedule after that. You get road games against Jacksonville and Seattle. Coming back, Texans, Lions. You benefit from getting them at home. At the end of the year, those last three games are going to be pretty tough. But if I only need eight wins and more, I'm in. Give me the Giants over. Well, 
I think you made a good point about Brian Dable because uh, I, I believe the Bills are going to miss him. Yep. And that's one thing nobody's really talking about with the Bills. Everybody just assumes going to be better every year and Josh Allen's going to keep getting better, but they're going to miss Brian Dable. And that's what the Patriots don't have. They don't have a guy like that who can uh, coordinate that offense and uh, do it very well. I think the Giants have to love the fact they got three of the first four games at home yep. and they'll be favorites uh, in uh, two of those uh, three home games. Probably going to be a small underdog to the Cowboys, you would think, when the time comes. But still, that's a game the Giants uh, can win. Not that a hot start guarantees you anything. Right. All you have to do is look at uh, last year's Carolina Panthers and uh, how they started hot and couldn't win a game in the second half of the season. But, you know, it does for a team with a new coach like Dable. If they can get off the hot start and they get confidence, and uh, Daniel Jones actually, uh, I think, starts to play with a little bit more confidence, doesn't turn the ball over so much, yeah, Giants got a chance. Uh, to get to seven at least, so you push on that win total, mm-hmm. or get over that win total. Uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, the Giants actually take a big step up in this division. And uh, the last one, San Francisco 49ers under ten. You lay a buck twenty here today. We get the news; it's official. Mm-hmm. They named Trey Lance their starting quarterback. Uh, it's going to be you know Esther get off the pot with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're still looking for a trade guy, a trade candidate. It's not going to happen. I think they're going to have to cut him, which seems to be the case. They need to cut him before week one, so they don't have to pay him the money. Uh, but for me, it's just look. This is a really solid roster. I love their wide receiving core. Outside of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, there's really a lot of pieces there. Kyle Shanahan is brilliant in terms of what he can do with an offense. But we saw, what, three two starts, three games overall, four games overall from Trey Lance. I think that a lot of this number is Kyle Shanahan as opposed to what we're looking at for the San Francisco 49ers. I think there's going to be a little room here for some bumps for Trey Lance. He could be really good, but what we saw last year, I think there's a long way to go for Trey Lance in terms of him being a viable starting quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, he's really talented. There's no doubt about that, but he's not a really good NFL quarterback yet, and there's Mm -hmm. a big difference. If you watched that 49ers-Cardinals game in Arizona last year, not only did Kyle Shanahan make a lot of play-calling mistakes in that game, We'll never Trey, forget the the fullback dive on fourth and one yeah. and a half. And, you know, Trey Lance just hasn't learned. He he's still feels like he's got to show off his arm strength, I mm-hmm. think, and fire every pass as hard as he can. You've got to learn to put touch on some of these passes. And uh, I, I thought last year he showed that he had a long way to go in his development as a quarterback. Now, that's part of the reason I think the 49ers cut the cord on Jimmy G. You, you've got to go all in and fully yep. commit to trying to d- develop Trey Lance, and that's that's a smart strategy. Hey, can I just add a to better, better chance to succeed? What's hey, that? Really quickly on the schedule, that was also part of it too because you get the NFC South, right? You get your division as well mm-hmm. on top of some standalone games like the Chargers on your schedule too. It's a relatively tough schedule with a lot of coin flip spots, I believe. And when you're yeah. talking about that for a team that I believe is slightly overvalued, I think it's a good opportunity to go under 10 wins. So give me under 10. I like those win totals. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, two in college football that I have added, so I've got a total of 10 college football win totals at this point, and I knew I was going to add Ole Miss to the list. Yeah, uh, Mississippi over 7.5. I played the Rebels over their win total last year. It was a winner, and I expect this to be a winner. It's uh, minus 135, and uh, Jackson Dart, remember that name. He's a transfer I quarterback do. from USC. Incredibly talented kid, a sophomore, true sophomore. He was a top high school player in the state of Utah two years ago. Everybody's talking about Matt Corral's gone. This Ole Miss offense is going to look different. Jackson Dart is a really, really good quarterback, and uh, he's going to put up big numbers in Lane Kiffin's offense this year. And if you look at the Ole Miss schedule, uh, I'm very confident that the Rebels get over seven and a half. Now, this second play, Stanford over four, not quite as confident. I know Stanford Steve 
Uh, Coglin and uh, Christopher Felica at ESPN don't like this play. They like Stanford under four and a half. But here at Circuit right now, you can play over four. And it's a different play over four because even if things go wrong here, I feel like it's uh, you got a pretty good chance to at least push on Stanford at four. If you look at the schedule, it's minus 130. And uh, that's the best number on uh, the Stanford win total you're going to find at Circus Sports. I'll talk a little bit more about that play later. We're about out of time today. I didn't want to okay. run to the golf bets really quickly and uh, talk about these a little bit more tomorrow, too. The Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. Will Zalatoris, 16 to 1. Cameron Young, 18. Kevin Kisner, 45 to 1. And uh, Maverick McNeely at 45. Three of those guys on the list have yet to win on the PGA Tour. And I'm hoping one of those guys breaks through this week. JVT, you had some breaking news on the NFL just to mention. And you'll have more. And, of course, with analysis on this, I'm sure my guys in the desert. But Julio Jones now has a home. He is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. It can't hurt, but I'm not sure how much it helps. Yeah, he's their, if he's their fourth best wide receiver, yeah. which he is at this point on paper, can't hurt, like you said. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph and, of course, Julio Jones, the two latest additions for Tom Brady. Got from Rashad White, baby. Rookie of the Year candidate, Offensive Rookie of the Year. All right, we're all done. My guys in the desert coming up next, vcin.com. And make sure you check out our College Football Betting Guide, which comes out later this week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.